Bible. A deeper dive into the books of the Bible. Greetings and welcome to Pondering the Bible. I'm your co-host, Ken Corkins, and with me, as always, is my longtime friend and pastor, Rocky Ellison. Hello. This is Season 3, Episode 7, and as always, we pray we're sponsored by the Holy Spirit. Amen. So you've got a family trip coming up. I do. We have a cruise with our uh, our son and uh, daughter-in-law and uh, two of our granddaughters coming up. Anywhere spectacular you're going? We're going throughout the Caribbean. It's a Disney cruise throughout the Caribbean. So uh, six, six days we'll be gone. Sounds like great fun. Yeah. So does that mean next week we're going to have a lay speaker? We do. Yes, I've scheduled a, uh, a lay speaker to fill the pulpit for me. All right. Um, so this week we're still in Ezra. Yes. What chapter and verses are we reading this week? Tonight we're in chapter 5, and, and I'm going to break it up very similarly to last week. We're going to read verses 1 through 6, and then comes a letter. Just like last week. And we're going to skip reading the letter, uh, verses 7 through 16. Um, we'll talk briefly about the contents of, le- of the letter, like we did last week. Uh, and then we'll come back and we'll read verse 17, the last verse of chapter 5. Okay. And uh, once again, from the New Living Translation. Excellent. At that time, the prophets Haggai and Zechariah, son of Edo, prophesied to the Jews in Judah and Jerusalem. They prophesied in the name of of the God of Israel, who was over them. Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, and Yeshua, son of Jehozadak, responded by starting again to rebuild the temple of God in Jerusalem. And the prophets of God were with them and helped them. But Tatnai, governor of the province west of the Euphrates River, and Shetherbozani and their colleagues soon arrived in Jerusalem and asked, Who gave you permission to rebuild this temple and restore this structure? They also asked for the names of all the men working on the temple. But because their God was watching over them, the leaders of the Jews were not prevented from building until a report was sent to Darius, and he returned his decision. This is a copy of the letter that Tatnai, the governor, Shether Bozani, and the other officials of the province west of the Euphrates River sent to King Darius. Now we're going to skip the letter and go to the last verse. Therefore, if it pleases the king, we request that a search be made in the royal archives of Babylon to discover whether King Cyrus ever issued a decree to rebuild God's temple in Jerusalem, and then let the king send us his decision in this matter. Amen. We start out um, with the prophets, and it's Haggai and Zechariah coming to prophesy to the the leaders of the Jewish people right. and the workers. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago yeah. when we found the actual prophecy that they delivered. Right. And that was from what? Haggai 2? Yes, chapter 2. And, and Zechariah chapter 4. Correct. So now this is just, it's like intertwining and this just kind of catching up. The, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I love how it, how it all is woven together. Um, last week, uh, the Samaritans came down and stopped them from building. They kept bringing in government officials, and they would bribe the government officials to shut them down. And uh, it starts and stops and starts and stops, and eventually... Stop, so we can stop. 
they disillusion the uh, the Jews so badly that they stop again building the holy temple. It just comes to a grinding halt, and it would have just sat there. But God gets involved, and and you try to think of all the ways God might get involved in this. Well, He sent him two prophets. Right. <laughs> First, He sends him a guy named Haggai, and we know almost nothing about Haggai. Normally, we get to know. Uh, when they were called, how they were called, what their family uh, life is like, what city they come from, uh, what jobs they held before they were called as a prophet. And and usually somewhere in there, there's a, I don't want to be a prophet. Because right. <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants to be a prophet. The Prophecy, real ones yeah. don't. <laughs> Prophet's a great job, right? Yeah. Everybody hates you and you're here to tell them bad news, right? Exactly. So, so we would expect there'd be this, this sense in there of Haggai going, oh no, not me. You can find someone better. But we don't, we don't find any of that. Instead, uh, Haggai's big deal is dating. He's, he's a, uh, a real chronology hmm. freak. And so he lets us know that on Octo- or, uh, on August 28th of 520 BC, he began prophesying. Okay. <laughs> Don't tell us how he became a prophet, but that's the day it started, huh? And so he shows up in Jerusalem and he, and he's, uh, an exhorter. He's, uh, you gotta go back to work. God loves you. God loves what you're doing. Everybody get a drink of water and back to the brick pile. Get back to work, Mr. Squidward. We're gonna do this thing. And apparently he's, he's highly motivational because the people do start working in, um, just a little over a month. Haggai has the entire workforce back at work, even though the Samaritans had scared them and had shut them down and had disillusioned them. Uh, Haggai gets the whole crowd fired up and, and working again. Uh, then the Samaritans come back another time, forcibly shut them down. Use They use uh, their soldiers to stop them from building. Mm. And it all crashes down again. And at this point, people begin to worry Maybe Haggai wasn't a real prophet. Otherwise, God would have not let the Samaritans come. God should work the way I want God right. to work. And if I were God, I wouldn't have let the Samaritans come down. So maybe Haggai isn't really from God. And they begin to question his credentials. Let me see some credentials on y'all. And we know that on December 18th of <laughs> 520 BC, Zechariah shows up. And Zechariah is able to predict some events which happen very shortly after. That gives him credibility. I'm telling you, A is going to happen, and sure enough, A happens. And Zechariah's job is to tell them, listen to Haggai. He really was from God. <laughs> he does know what he's talking about. So now the two of them, Haggai and Zechariah, exhort the people and encourage the people and building resumes again. And from this point on, and, and this is a really great thing, I think, Zerubbabel decides, I'm done being shut down. All I want to be is done. Right. I don't care who shows up, and I don't care what they have to say, and I don't care what letters they bring or what officials. I just don't care anymore. We are going to build this thing and and let the rest of the world throw rocks at me as bad as they want. I'm, I'm not stopping again. Right. Uh, Cyrus told me to do it. Now God's telling yes. me to do it. Yeah. I think maybe I should do it. I should do this. <laughs> maybe this is what I should be doing. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay, and then we move into um, these guys that come up. Tatanai? Tat- yes. He's the governor of the, pro- according to this friend's 
uh, translation, governor of the Providence west of the Euphrates River. Who is that? Yeah, that's, you know, that's hard to judge from that. It, that's a big deal. Tatanai is Persian. He's mm. not Samaritan. He's a Persian official, and he is in charge of everything in Western Iraq, modern day Iraq, mm-hmm. modern day Jordan, Israel, Syria, and Libya. So now they're already a satrapy. Is he kind of like the over the satrapy yes. officials? Okay. Yes. So he's the bigger, he's the, what would I call it? The uh, second line manager for the satraps. <laughs> So he's he's a big deal, and he brings with him uh, Shether Bozani, who is his personal assistant slash secretary slash butler, right hand man, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I am Vince, Vince Clortho, key master of Gozer, Volcus Sildro, our Lord of the Sebulia. Uh, he, he's he's kind of his errand boy and and note taker, uh, and uh, I have this I have this image of of Tatnai in my head. Uh, He's an older man, late fifties, early sixties, bald head, really thick glasses, um, and, uh, probably from New York City. And has this, this whole government attitude about him. He shows up and he's like, stop working. Everybody stop working. Put your tools down right now. Everybody stop working. And I want names. Yeah. And I find that, I don't know why I find that hilarious. <laughs> I want the names. And this is what he said. I want the names of every man working here. Uh, Shether, you go around and you get all their names. And it looks as though we're in for a splendid afternoon sport on this, the 127th upper class twit of the year show. <laughs> Everybody has to like, hi, I'm Fred, son of Lloyd, and and I'm working on the temple. <laughs> Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. They go through and, and everybody has to fess up. Uh, and, and and then he, he asks this question, and this is so important, he actually asks it twice as you go through the chapter. Well, no, first he asks, who's in charge here? Right. And you expect the people to go, Zerubbabel. They don't. And, and this cracks me up as well. They go, um, Sheshbazar. <laughs> That's a name we haven't heard since chapter one, right. verse seven, when the slaves very first left uh, Babylon and started for home, Cyrus put a Persian in charge of them. Right. He's supposed to be the Jerusalem mayor, if you will, and, and oversee the building and the reconstruction. Shesh Bazaar is the official guy. Well, they get to Jerusalem and the people are like, Shesh Bazaar? Yeah. I, I, you can talk, but we're not listening to anything you got to say. We're going to listen to Zerubbabel. He's the grandson of the last king. And so for 15 years, they've been taking all the direction from Zerubbabel. He's the only guy making any, any big decisions. And I think it's hilarious that when, when the Persians go, you know, who's in charge here? It's, uh, it's, uh, Shesh Bazaar. Yeah, that's the <laughs> that's guy. That's the guy. That guy. <laughs> he did it. <laughs> and you know, you know, Tat and I goes to Shesh Bazaar and goes, you, you're letting them rebuild. And he's like, what? I, huh? What? Yeah. <laughs> nobody listens to me. I just got here. <laughs> <laughs> what have you guys been doing while I was, oh, oh, I've been busy with paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> And so then Tat and I asks a question that's, that's so important. He asks it twice. He says, who gave you permission to rebuild? I, I want the name. And he's expecting, you know, to be like Zerubbabel right. or, or uh, another governor or some, Yeshua or somebody, yeah, right? somebody yeah. local or, yeah. And instead they go, uh, Cyrus, King Cyrus. 
And you, you can tell that throws Tat and I for a loop. He doesn't really know what's going on. Like, what do you mean, Cyrus? I'm like, yeah. He gave us a letter that was uh, it was uh, 15 years ago. Right. Uh, we're not real sure where the letter is. And this, this is what's contained a lot of this in the letter that we skipped over tonight. Right. Um, that Cyrus apparently wrote them a letter. It gives them permission. Now, I and Tat and I is, I doubt there is such a letter. I think they're just doing this on their own. Right. He he accuses them of of just going ahead and doing it in, in complete defiance of everyone in authority. And so uh, he writes a letter to now King Darius. We talked about him last right. week and says, could you have somebody go through the official records and see if Cyrus ever wrote such a letter? Because it turns out the Persians are are just insane about record keeping. Hmm. And, and and if there was a letter, there should be a copy, an official government copy of that letter. And he's betting the whole farm. There is no such letter. And he's going to come in and he's really going to show these these Jews what's what. Right. Uh, you have no permission. You're yeah. just doing this and I'm going to I'm going to kill you all, basically. Yeah. And what I find really interesting about this is the letter from Tat and I to Darius is in a museum in Turkey. We've got that letter. Wow. <laughs> so, where he's writing is going, these guys, and he doesn't name them specifically as the Jews, but he's, he says this group, you know, on the Mediterranean swears that the temple of the God, uh, that Cyrus told them they could rebuild that. And I doubt such a letter exists. And I want, I want somebody back in, in the capital to verify for me there is no such letter so that I have the full weight of my authority when I come down on these guys and shut their temple down permanently but oops <laughs> <laughs> guess what yeah we're gonna uh we don't want to get too far ahead because next week chap or two weeks uh chapter six will actually deal with uh the response from darius but uh, spoiler alert you see there's rules to being a narrator but the most important is that one it's kind of the grandmama of all the rules you can't tell someone in the story anything about where the story's going there is a letter. Yeah. We've talked about the letter <laughs> yeah, because yeah. we can still have a copy of it. Right. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's verse 17. Therefore, it please, if it pleases the king, we request that a search be made for the royal archives in, of Babylon. So some archivist, oh, I got to go find a letter. <laughs> Hopefully it was indexed, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what kind of filing system that might, I don't know how they would keep track of those things. And I think uh, uh, they had baskets, just woven baskets with like little date tags on the front. This is January to March of 521 BC. This one is April to June 521. And, and they had, they had basket. And so you had to go find the year month of the Exodus and then look in the basket and find royal correspondences baked into clay uh, and thrown into that basket. Right. Cyrus reigned for what? 20 years. So yeah, it's quite a few baskets, but it's not an impossible task right. if they maintain their archives well, which and, sounds and, like they did. And everybody knows rough, pr pretty closely when the slaves were freed and began to come back. Everybody ought to be able to tell them within a couple months of when we started our trip back. So the letter's got to be plus or minus a, a month or two of that. Right. So just a couple of basketfuls yeah. of, of, uh, of those cylinders. Of to the, look yes. Through. Of those clay cylinders. Interesting. What happens while they wait, right? So they've been yeah. told you stop. Well, I get the answer from, uh, from, Darius, yeah. What is what do the Jewish people do? Zerubbabel, to his credit, doesn't stop. 
he keeps on building. And 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 Tat and I approaches him with, I told you to stop. And Zerubbabel's like, and they don't stop coming. Cyrus told us to build until you can prove me wrong. We're going to keep on building. Hmm. And they do. They, they, the temple walls begin to go up. It, it starts to take structure and take form. And I, I give Zerubbabel big credit for that. And he's come a long way, too. Because yeah. he was not really yeah. all that thrilled about even building no. the altar. The altar. He wasn't all on board for that. Yeah. He wasn't really all that you know, excited about rebuilding the temple or the walls. He's just not that into you. But no. now he's like, well, Haggai and, <laughs> and uh, uh, Zechariah both told me from God, I like what you're doing. Keep it up. Don't stop. So, and we know from both of their, their letters in the Bible, they went directly to Zerubbabel mm. and spoke with him. So he had an audience with both of the prophets who told him, yeah, to his face, God says, keep building. You do this, all right? Don't, don't worry about the government. Do this thing. Yeah, it says in what verse 5, but because their God was watching over them, the leaders of the Jews were not prevented from, from building until... A report. I keep reading Repon. <laughs> they were not prevented from rebuilding until the report was sent to Darius. So, yeah, they just kept going. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Good on them. Yeah. For once. <laughs> we see so many cases of them not doing well or not doing what God wants. This time, they get it and they continue like God wants them to. And, and when I was doing my research this week, uh, one of the guys that I came across in an, uh, a letter for, or a, an article for the Journal of Biblical Literature, uh, which is a very evangelistic, uh, uh, conservative, uh, publishing house, um, says, you know, it really would have been easy for the people to just stop. Their lives were very hard. Uh, yeah. we've talked about the fact that they were starving, mm -hmm. that it took 15 years to get the first good sustainable harvest. So they've only had one year of decent food to eat. The, for the other 15 years, it, it, people were starving left Scratching and right. Scratching a living off the land, yeah. We really never addressed the fact that their homes had set empty for 70 years. What would your house look like if you walked away and came back 70 years later? It, it would not be in good shape. Let's mine put wouldn't, it that way. mine yeah. wouldn't be habitable. You know, the, yeah. I'm sure the roof would fall roof in, called, and, caved and, in and who knows what kind of bugs and animals would have taken up residence. And, 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 and so there's not a single habitable dwelling in Jerusalem. So they're having to reclaim their homes uh, or reclaim a home right. from basically a, a demolished city. No stores to go buy clothing, no cotton being grown, right. uh, no sheep farmers when with they wool, first right. come back with wool. So clothing, they have to walk outside of the city and just go, what can I grab and make clothing right. from? The clothes on your back and, yeah. you know, some some coins and they brought some animals with them yeah. to start new flocks. But. Yeah. But it's not like they've got a ready supply of right. leather or wool or linen or, or any of this available. So clothing is a huge issue and no jobs. So no real good way to make money. If, if you're not a business owner, it, it's tough to, to make money. So kind of a depressing environment. And it would have been really easy for the people after enough shutdowns yeah. by the Samaritans, or or even when Tat and I comes in at first and shuts them down, it would have been real easy to just be done. Yeah, that's it. That's enough. I've had enough. I'm going to yeah. go back and try and build, rebuild my life. Yeah. You know? So it's actually, I think, a real credit to the people that with the prophets encouraging them, their faith was strong enough to keep pushing forward when uh, Zerubbabel says, everybody come back to work. I know what you've been told. We're going to just keep doing this. And they did. Awesome.
All right. Anything else? Nope. That's all I've got. Okay. Um, have you given a sermon title yet? Yeah, I'm calling this one Easier to Beg Forgiveness. From the uh, the saying that everybody's heard, sometimes it's easier to beg forgiveness than to get permission. True that. I think that's what Zerubbabel's doing. <laughs> He's just, we'll just keep going until yeah. they tell me to stop. Yeah. When the king tells me yeah. to stop, not yeah. you, that nice. <laughs> right? I'll um, just apologize every morning, but we're going to keep working. Yeah. Uh, so if you'd like to listen to the sermon that Rocky delivers, it'll be on our website at www.ponderumc.org. Uh, go to the top. Uh, ministries is the menu, and then pull that down and go to sermons. Look for the sermon, Easier to Beg Forgiveness, and this will have been delivered on July 31st, yes. 2022. And with that, I think we'll close this episode. i got a bit of wisdom for oh, you. Oh, okay. God promises a safe landing, not a calm passage. <laughs> that is so true. And this is Ken Corkins and Rocky Ellison reminding you to love God and be nice to people. Thank you for listening. You can find us at www.ponderumc.org. There, you can watch the live stream of our casual service, listen to replays of this and past sermons, and find other interesting information about us. This has been Pondering the Bible. Read.